Oh, why, hello, 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 my beautiful friends and family. Welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Podcast, the podcast where we give you an open-faced handshake, except we put super glue on our hands, and now we're best friends for the rest of the day. You ready for this? If you want to support the podcast, you can do so by using my Amazon link, amazonbryan.com. Do it. Don't just listen. Amazonbryan.com before you purchase anything on Amazon every single time. Bookmark it. It doesn't cost you a single penny, but anytime you click that link within 24 hours, uh, when you purchase something, it will give us a small commission, and that is massively appreciated for hosting this podcast. Also, you can check out audiblebryan.com if you want to check out Trials of Audiobooks. Now, let's just jump into it. Today, we're doing the world news. So, this is all the interesting things, or at least some interesting things that have happened since the last episode of the World News, and this has nothing to do with what you'd find on CNN or Fox or any of those boring news stations. So let's just jump right into it. We have some interesting, some funny, and some very cool science coming, um, but let's just jump into the first one. Are you ready for this? A company in California is producing meat from air. Yeah. So yeah, if you ever heard of people making fun of breathitarians, people who live off of air, maybe it's time to back up, give them some credit. Okay, anyways, let's get into the story for real though. NASA, you know, the space agency, came up with an idea to create food a while back from carbon dioxide exhaled from astronauts. Basically, so if they were on a really long trip and things were going downhill, they would be able to eat their own air, basically, recycle it, right? There is a company that has been able to um, basically like produce this actual scientific idea. You know, up to this point, it's never been able to happen by using microbes. Microbes, I feel like the unsung hero of the last like three years, right? So this is called air protein and the microbes are called hydrogenotrophs and they are cultivated inside fermentation tanks where they are fed on a combination of carbon dioxide, water, and other nutrients. Using this mix, they produce a brown flour that is 80% protein and described as having a neutral taste. 80% protein. Maybe I'm going to have to have some air protein. I'm Sponsor code AIRPROTEINBRIAN10, okay? No, but seriously, this is actually weird but cool, man. Um... The statistics are clear. Our current resources are under extreme strain as evidenced by burning Amazon due to deforestation and steadily increased droughts, explained Air Protein CEO Lisa Dyson in a statement. We, we need to produce more food with a reduced dependency on land and water resources. So first off, I just it blows my mind that this is even possible. But second off, it's crazy that uh, there's already a CEO of a company who's going to be marketing this at some point. Would you try Air Protein Burgers? I would try it one time. I mean, if it was good, I'd, I'd, you know, keep having it. Why not? No, another protein source. It's pretty cool. Next up, some sci-fi. Sci-fi for you guys. A human patient has been put into suspended animation for the first time. So basically, you know, cryogenically freezing. It's always been something we've talked about. And people have been cryogenically frozen. Let's be clear there. Um, the one that comes to my head is Hal Finney. He was cryogenically frozen, but I think this is... Uh, the first time that it's been done in this way. So they're calling it emergency preservation and resuscitation instead of the cryogenically frozen uh, term. EPR involves rapidly cooling the body down so that the brain is at a chilly 10 to 15 Celsius or 50 to 59 Fahrenheit, far below its usual 37 cents Celsius, 98 Fahrenheit. This is done by pumping the body full of very cold, salty water. We came up with this idea 
that this is the fastest way we could cool the entire body, particularly the brain and the heart. It was just to flush the body with cold fluid, and saline is what we used, which is what Tisherman, one of the scientists, said. Being very cold slows the bodily processes down and chemical reactions slow down with it, meaning that the organs like the brain require much less oxygen than they normally would otherwise. Once in this cooled down state, the patient can be taken to the operating room where surgeons have up to two hours rather than a couple of minutes to get to work and repair the life-threatening damage of whatever it is that they have going on. And once complete, the patient is resuscitated using a cardiopulmonary bypass, a machine that takes over the function of the heart and lungs. That is crazy. Oh, even weirder. I, I missed this part in my first read through. Um, the plan is to test EPR on 10 patients using a further 10 as controls. They're going to use this on 20 people. The technique has been proved successful on animals like pigs. So with approval from the FDA, Tisherman's team is taking it to human subjects. Wow. Uh... I'll hold my words until I read more of this. EPR does have its drawbacks. It is possible to suffer cell damage when the body is warmed up and the blood flow is restored. Exactly why this happens isn't completely clear, but certain medications might be able to counter the effects. The ultimate aim is for patients to survive without any significant neurological deficits. That's insane. The fact that they're going to test this on people is insane. Who is out there raising their hand and offering this? yeah test it on me you know what i mean like who uh, what that is whew. i mean shoot so i guess i guess if i paint the picture like this you know your wife or your husband whatever uh is they got lacerated they're bleeding out and the and the doctor says your husband has five minutes maybe 10 minutes before they are dead we will not be able to bring him back we aren't gonna be able to fix this in five to ten minutes Will you let us try EPR on him? That is the only possible solution. You will say, yes, I don't need to know what EPR is. Go, 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 go. Power Rangers, go. I will see you after the surgery. Go and save my freaking best friend, husband, wife, sister, whatever it is. Okay, so I can kind of see how that's going to happen. I'm doubting that it's people just volunteering and showing up and they're just like, hey, I just had a bagel for the breakfast. All right, put me in the EPR. Let's do this. Next up. Ready for this? A single injection stops peanut allergies for up to six weeks. There's some weird body stuff going on in this week's episode. So scientists from Stanford University School of Medicine carried out a small pilot study involving an injectable antibody treatment that allows people with severe peanut allergies to eat a peanut with no trouble at least two weeks later. Again, who's volunteering for this? If you have like a violent reaction from having peanuts like you die, why would you volunteer for this anyways? The only current available treatment, oral immunotherapy, involves the patient eating minuscule but escalating doses of the allergen over the course of the months, eventually desensitizing the immune system to the substance in question. This new treatment takes a much more direct approach, and it's called etokemab, and it works to interfere with an immune signaling molecule known as interglucan-33, which sounds like to start in wars, which triggers the chain of events that amount to a full-blown immune system response. By inhibiting IL-33, we potentially inhibit features of all allergies, which is promising. That's pretty cool. So, I mean, yeah, 
Again, yeah, just leads to other places. So the first double-blind study involves 20 participants with severe peanut allergies. 15 received a single injection and five were given a placebo. Up to 15 days later, 73% of the etokimab group was able to eat a nut's worth of peanut protein without any allergic reaction. By day 45, 57% of them were able to. So it's a very small study. Obviously, it needs to be done uh, bigger and with more empirical evidence. But that is very cool, especially if you're somebody who loved nuts and then you have this allergy and you can't have any more. Or really, honestly, just if it's just hard to kind of like, you know, you have to go and ask every single time you get food at a restaurant if there's any nuts at all. It'd be cool if you're just like, yeah, give me that Ito Kimab, baby. I bet you at one point there'll be Itokimab pills and people would just eat them like ibuprofen. You'll just go to Vaughn, you'll just go to whatever grocery store is nearby you and just get Itokimab pills. Weird, but very cool. And also, if they can do that with that, why not be able to turn off other genes that cause you to be allergic to other things? It'll happen. All right, and today's interesting, goofy, kind of funny news is... A convicted murderer claims he has completed his life sentence after going into cardiac arrest. Benjamin Schreiber is a convicted Schreiber, huh? Is a convicted murderer at Iowa State Penitentiary where he is currently serving life without parole. Last year, he appealed his conviction for an unusual reason. He says he's completed his life sentence. Um in 2015 due to kidney stones so large that it caused him to urinate internally this led to him falling unconscious and being rushed to the hospital where the doctor resuscitated him five times with adrenaline injections apparently against his wishes so he wanted to die i guess uh and they brought him back and thus he's claiming he didn't want to be brought back and so he died and technically he served a whole life sentence kind of goofy yeah, it's not going to end up working for him, but it's a cute, cute headline. Maybe don't kill people, and then you won't have to do goofy things like that. He killed some guy with a wooden axe. Terrible. Moving on. Nano cages that split water 17 times faster might be hydrogen's big bane. So, so this is pretty cool. Um, these nickel platinum nano cages can split water 70 times faster than the normal platinum electrodes. So what does this all mean, right? Uh, a long time ago, there was a big push for hydrogen energy and a hydrogen economy and basically being able to use hydrogen as a fuel. I mean, water, literally, like being able to just use water as a fuel. But the problem is there's a catalyst that's needed and it's extremely inefficient. So it costs more money to make this catalyst and produce this catalyst than it does to just, you know, use another fuel source like solar or something like that, right? But this only uses 6% as much catalyst as was needed previously to create fuel from water to be able to split that water into hydrogen and oxygen. And that is pretty cool for fuel and for, you know, oxygen stuff, you know, like space or scuba diving, all that kind of stuff. So that's very interesting. And it's only been a few months since the last breakthrough that was able to double the rate of the previous, previous uh, ability to do this. So we're making strides quickly in this uh, field, which is always cool, right? Again, like this is just the beginning and then it goes somewhere else and it just gets better and better. So we have two more stories. The last one's a pretty freaking funny banger, but this one is, uh, it's kind of a tall, a tall tale, a wives tale, I think is what it's called. So this actually, this is funny because somebody 
somebody was telling me not to do this when I was at the jacuzzi a couple of months ago. This lady freaked out at me. Children shaking their head to get water out of their ear can cause brain damage, preliminary findings suggest. Yes, you've probably all heard of that before, and that is exactly what this lady was screaming at. She literally was screaming at me. I started shaking my head a little bit, and she was like, stop, stop, stop. You can cause brain damage. You can go into a stroke right now. And I was just like, whoa, what is going on right now? And uh, yeah, so she just freaked out about it. But anyways, very small study is showing that for children who have a smaller tube, meaning like their ear canal is smaller, there's a higher critical acceleration of their head, their brain, when they do that shaky shake, i.e. as an adult, you don't have as much, you don't have, you don't have to worry about it. But still, you know, moms everywhere are going to be saying, I read a study. I saw a headline that you will die if you shake your head at me to get the water out. But maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe don't let your kids get all crazy and shake that head. Okay, so this last story, a little bit of a short episode. I like it. This last story, pretty interesting, and I'd love to know, would you do this? The world's first male birth control injection could be available soon. You may have heard of this like rumor in the past, but they've they've actually given it the green light. They've done their tests and stuff, and here we go. The world's first injectable male contraceptive According to the Hindustan Times, so Indian Council of Medical Research is the one who did this, it's now awaiting approval by the Indian Drug Administration, but if it gets the green light, it could be manufactured at some point within the next six to seven months. The product is ready with only regulatory approvals pending with the drug's controller. The trials are over, including extended phase three clinical trials for 303 candidates who had a 97.3% success rate and no reported side effects. Wow. I mean, what about that last 2.7%? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't mean to get grimy here, but like if you have sex 100 times, then that means 2.7 times you're going to have sperm that works. So I don't know if that's good enough for me. Just saying. The product can be safely called the world's first male contraceptive. It's called Reverse Inhibition of Sperm Under Guidance, Resug. And it reportedly lasts for up to 13 years. Lordy, you just inject it one time. Wow. Okay. It's designed to work as an alternative to surgical vasectomy. After receiving a local anesthetic, the polymer is injected directly into the vas deferens, the little tubes on the outside of the testicle that transport sperm to the ejaculatory ducts and towards the penis during ejaculation. While the idea of an injection into the scrotum might not sound too pleasant, the researchers are hoping that resug will eventually become more popular than a vasectomy. I think it definitely will, especially if you offer it at CVS for 10 bucks. Indian scientists have been working away at making resug a reality as far back as the 1970s. Although early trials showed that resug was an effective and affordable means of contraception, there have been numerous setbacks and slow progress in terms of bringing it to market. In India and beyond, the promise of an effective male contraceptive has been talked about for decades, but the science has come up against a number of hurdles. Nevertheless, the tides are starting to turn with an increasing number of projects looking to provide men with the option of easy and reversible contraception 
One promising project is actually a gel that's rubbed onto the shoulders each morning. The gel effectively tricks the body into thinking it's making enough sperm by promoting high levels of progesterone, uh, thereby causing sperm production to cease. Despite what people might say in online comment sections, many guys would like to see a male contraceptive. This year, they found that a third of British men would be willing to have male contraceptive. The figure rose to 40% among 25 to 49-year-olds. Attitudes are bound to vary hugely between cultures, but it appears that demand is there. My my phone is making noise. I apologize. Yeah, I mean, imagine this. You sign up for Tinder Plus, and Tinder Plus gives you a special bonus coupon for 80% off of male contraceptive. I mean, it's the sales are going to go through the roof, folks. But this is very interesting. I have heard of this for a long time, but it's never actually came to reality. It's interesting that they're like just a couple months away from being able to like really test this. But I do think that it's interesting um, that people... So like this one sounds like it just... Uh, it, well, actually, it doesn't really kind of explain exactly how it works. It just... They they inject it in the transport area from your testicles to your 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 duct, right? But like, is it is it just obliterating the the sperm or what? So my problem with it is always like, yo, anytime you're doing contraceptive birth control pills on men or women, right? You're affecting your hormones, and so that just like you're just living as a different hormonal being than than natural, right? So like with this one where it says like you can rub it on your shoulders and it raises your progesterone, raising your progesterone is not a fantastic thing. So maybe that's cool that you can like not have to wear a condom and stuff, dude, but also your progesterone super high and you know that's not good for your health for sure. So I don't know how I feel about this, but well, how I do feel about it is I'm not going to do it, uh, but I will definitely be keeping up with this because I love science and I love seeing what people do with this medicine and health and stuff. And I love seeing what people are willing to let other people inject into their testicles. Anyways, that brings us to the end of this world news episode. I hope you guys enjoyed this. We are coming to the end of season two. We're probably going to have maybe one to two more episodes and then we're going to you know, close down season two for the holidays, specifically Christmas, and we'll come back in late January, most likely. But uh, yeah, I'll get back to you guys with exactly when that will happen. So make sure you tune into the next few episodes because there still will be episodes every weekend. I hope you guys are doing fantastic. Thank you very much for listening to Beyond the Podcast, the podcast where we cut the one page out of your passport when you're sleeping, you get to the other country and you are screwed. I love you guys and I'll see you in the next episode.